Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm here with my dear old friend, Michael Ross. Not You're not old, but we've known each other forever. For many, many years. Hi! <laughs> Jill Zarin, hello. This one's stuck in my head all week. You get a Jill Zarin hello. We're here to talk about Lindsay Lohan's show, but we have some business to get out of the way it's first. It's Lohan adjacent. We have to get into this story about Felicity Huffman, of course, Lindsay Lohan's Georgia Rule co-star. <laughs> Felicity <laughs> Huffman of Desperate Housewives fame. Her and Lori Laughlin, among other people, were in this college admission scandal. And I'm like obsessed with it. I'm like obsessed and still a little unclear on what's going on. <laughs> like apparently apparently they like fudged felicity huffman hired like a private proctor for her kids sat her oldest kids okay. sats so then when like i guess when the kid like handed in the test this is all just what i read and what this how is i all understood legit, it. i'm assuming <laughs> this is how i understood it so it might be wrong but apparently like the daughter or i think it was the daughter turned in the test and then the proctor that Felicity hired, like, changed the answers to make oh, it right. Or okay, that's darker than... Why don't you just hire a tutor? Well, right. Right. White privilege. These people just doing right. whatever they I want. How stupid are her children? <laughs> and it was like, she spent $15,000. And then Lori Laughlin, of course, from Fuller House and the Hallmark Channel, she paid, like, 500000 And her kids were wrapped up in some, like, rowing... Wait, am I? Yeah, they were. I think one of them was a. They were passed off as like USC or UCLA potential (laughs) crew recruits, and they weren't rowers. (laughs) And the report said they were like photoshopping photos of. It was like her slapping those twins from Full House (laughs) on some random photos from the Olympics of people in a canoe. And I wonder like what kind of Photoshop work it was. Like I want the photos released. Oh yeah, we need the kids. (laughs) The kids looking like that's the next Hallmark mystery. Little bowl cut (laughs) twins pasted in there. Isn't she a detective on that show, When yeah, Calls the is. Heart? And there's some other detective one she does it. Are, I can't solving remember. Solving mysteries all over the place. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was setting us up. Isn't, wait, is it Lori, Lori Laughlin's When Calls the Heart? Is that a detective show? Because I know it's really mm, I think popular. it's an old-timey show. Oh, like old-timey? What do you mean? Like, like, it's, like set, it's like a period piece. <laughs> Have you seen Lala from Vanderpump Rules and her period piece? No, I would love to. I think I saw an ad for that. Oh my god. It, well, it's not out yet. I've only seen pictures from, okay. my, from the set, but... I would like Lala to solve Hallmark Mysteries soon. I don't even watch. replace Lori Laughlin. <laughs> well, I was going to say, okay, so this is basically the premise of a Lifetime movie, but who's playing Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin in a Lifetime movie? <laughs> I have, that's the question of the day. Lindsay we, Lohan's like lining up outside. Lindsay Lohan's up. looking for any role she could get. But I wonder what she thinks of this whole Georgia Rule co-star. I can guarantee too. you she's both unaware of that this is happening and unaware of who Felicity Huffman is. <laughs> she's like, who's this? <laughs> She played her mother in a movie, um, which that movie was such a disaster set. I mean, we it heard sounds her- like a nightmare with that letter and all the. Uh, and she, Lindsay, referenced it in an episode, which was thrilling. I like any sort of Georgia Rule reference. I like any reference to her life prior to like three years ago. Right, right. Now I want to say that I, it was completely wrong of these people to do that, like to hoodwink everyone into accepting their kids into college. But 
it really brought me to life this morning. Like, oh, this is very exciting. It was just like, don't you feel like we need a news to unite us all? And again, terrible thing that they all. But did. it's also like less dark than a lot of things happening in the news mm-hmm. recently. Like, I'm down with just like a rich white people scandal that doesn't hurt anyone really. Right. And it's very problematic, but at least it was like something, I don't know what it was. I read it this morning and I thought like, well, I'm up, I'm up yep. now. Like oh, I was so excited. Did not think I was going to see Lynette Scavo and Aunt Becky paste it together <laughs> on the front page of TMZ this morning. <laughs> Seeing those two photos next to each other, I thought, what's this project? Like I would have watched that TV movie and here we are. It was a real life scandal. Well, maybe was, they'll do reality. There'll be a docu-series about it. <laughs> and then I went straight to their Twitter accounts and I was like looking at Felicity Huffman's Twitter, who I already followed. Obviously. And she has like a a very basic like um, line of goods called what the flicka or something like that and she sells (laughs) she sells she sells mugs that say like i'm a good mom or like you know we're really basic basic fun with those (laughs) and then uh, Lori laughlin and they just they have said so many things on twitter that it's like you know i make the rules or i'm a good mom and i was like oh my god this is so funny what the flicka will be launching launching a (laughs) felon line of mugs and whatnot now have you seen jane fonda speaking of georgia rule jane fonda sells goods on her website with her mug shot from back in the day like, oh wow from she was arrested in cleveland for um for protesting that's pretty legit at least. and yeah like, it's like kind of badass she's really badass and she sells merch with it so i wonder if what the flick will pick up on this and maybe i know, can only hope so jane's on the line calling another place for Lindsay to get involved <laughs> Lindsay should sell her merch with her because I've seen lots of merch with Lindsay's mugshots. Oh, like Lindsay Paris Nicole's mugshots are so iconic. Anyway, I know they sell lots of merch with that. You should make some money off that. I went into a meeting at like a a big production company, and when I got in the office, you know, it's like they love pop culture. They had pop culture shit all around the office, and they had these giant like frames of Lindsay Lohan mugshots. And they asked me if I could put them in order, like right when I was meeting these people. And I did terribly because her aging is very hard to read. Like, and we talked about this before we started recording, but like, I can't tell how old she is. And I looked it up while I was watching this week's episode and she's 32. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, it's always stunning to me when she likes to refer to her employees or brand ambassadors, whatever the fuck they are, as kids. And I'm like, I think you're six years older than these people. I know. And I think actually some of them are in their early 30s. That's entirely possible. Yeah. So I'm like, you're the same age as maybe Brent or I don't know one yeah. of them. I couldn't find their ages online. I did look them up too. But um, but Lindsay's mugshots, they're all over the fucking place. And she has different color hair. And I was truly embarrassed. Like, I was just getting there to pitch a show. <laughs> and I was like... And you just I, walk I, out in shame. The whole time, like, I was literally like, we did it. And I, I was... I got a lot of them right, but I was... I was probably like 60%. That's what I probably got right. And I was so ashamed. The whole There's week- also like 12 of them, aren't there? <laughs> There's so many of them. Yes, Michael. There's so many. But the whole meeting that I was just thinking, like, I'm so ashamed. Like, I, they shouldn't hire. They shouldn't buy this show. They Dorinda. shouldn't hire I me. I am ashamed. <laughs> I was so ashamed. I was like, what am I doing here? Like, kick me I'm out. I'm nobody. I know. I I'm was so here. distracted the whole time. But it was a fun game. It was a fun party game. I encourage you to I was going to say, that seems like something I should do for my next elegant affair. And that's a good reminder for me that I need to look into. I need to memorize it because I didn't memorize it. And that seems important to have in your brain. Right. So that college cheating scandal, that was a good oh. segue into our, our Lohan episode. Now, you're a big-time Hollywood writer. I, should say I don't know about big bat. time. I'm a working Hollywood writer. <laughs> You're a working Hollywood Which honestly writer. feels like a giant accomplishment to even say that much. So Yeah, it is. It is. And now I wanted to get your perspective about this show. Now, I know it's a reality show. You write scripted stuff. But I'm curious, what do you think? So far, we're in episode 10. 
All right, which, this wait, is... Before we get into it, let me just say, we're on episode 10, and I thought this was the last week. <laughs> I also thought this was the last week, and I texted Danny in desperation, like, is this show over yet? I want to talk to you about it on the podcast. I feel bamboozled, because I thought this was the finale. I don't think anyone even involved with it. And I know some people who are involved with it who are lovely people, but... No one knew. No one I, I want to beat some on. answers out of people. I think they just were like, oh, we have some more footage. Let's make some more episodes. I know, because online, I was led to believe that it was the last week. Like, that, I had seen that places... And when I was looking up trying to do this scheduling, I thought this was going to be our finale week. And here we have two more weeks left. So I, I don't know if I'm going to do a recap next week. I might be off and then maybe we'll do a finale. I don't know yet. We'll see. But very stressful. Uh, let's what do you think from a writer's perspective about the structure of this show? I mean, first, I'd say what structure. <laughs> Secondly, it's like I love like a challenging narrative, a narrative that sort of defies convention and really makes you like pay attention and lock in and you don't know where it's going. And it's not a formula. Have you ever seen like season two of Twin Peaks? Oh, so you're comparing this, this blows to us out of the water. <laughs> David Lynch is shaking <laughs> at the narrative construction of this program. Do you think David Lynch is just watching? Oh, like, absolutely. Inspiring, inspiring his Twin Peaks season like, three. Mulholland Drive is being rebooted <laughs> based on Lohan Beach Club right now. May is going to be lurking in the background somewhere. May came back with a force this week. I totally forgot well, she was even there. No joke, no joke. When Alex started shading, she was like. Boy, Brent's the May of the house. Nobody wants him around. I was like, did we know nobody wanted May around? And then all, I was like, at that moment, I literally made a note in my phone. Wait, is May gone? And then like 10 minutes later, you see May's head peeking out from the side of this alleged yacht that looked like a small boat. Literally, I'm like recapping the show week to week, taking notes. And there was like a, a fucking clue. What's there going was on. a storyline about May not getting fired. And I still saw her this week. And I was like, she's still there. Yeah, <laughs> she's that she's that forgettable or like that. I mean, at I least she's it's like how like Rita Ora is now famous for constantly <laughs> flopping and not being famous. That's May. May like, is the May's Rita famous Ora. <laughs> for like people forgot she existed. And now like that's her thing. Her character has she now has a character trait. She's the Rita Ora of Lohan Beach Club. I mean, let's not go crazy. There was uh, a moment when I think it was like Alex and May and they were talking. They were like, we're the quiet ones or whatever. We're the quiet. I don't five. Even think May was in that five. <laughs> like, we're the quiet. Uh, yeah. Aristotle was like, we're yeah. the quiet five. I'm like, there shouldn't be five quiet people on a reality show. Like, why are we having this, so many it's people? It's weird because this is a show where every week, depending on what twisted story threads they choose to weave and drop and throw in the ocean and whatever. There are at least three to four cast members whose existence I completely forget for most of the episode <laughs> and or names. I know. I can't think of any. Even the hot guys. There's like Kyle's my favorite. But I just remembered his name. He is hot. He's the hottest one to me. Who do you think's the hottest? Uh, Aristotle. Mm. He's got he's grown on me. I kind of thought he was more of like a douche at first. And then his personality has come out and he's a little shyer and cuter. Interesting. And he's grown on me. Interesting. Yeah, he's very. Tra- he's got a great body. I've. He has a great body. I've seen him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I've looked him up on Instagram. <laughs> and his well. Instagram is like, whoa, wow. Uh, but Kyle's my favorite. But anyway, it's a lot of people that are just forgettable. Which, honestly, coming out of this show, maybe it's best if they're forgettable because they might keep their dignity intact. I know. I know. Jules got out while, you know, the going was... <laughs> I got boring. I know. I, I mean, she just seemed like a normal person. She also... Didn't she look a little bit like Jewel to you? Oh, Yeah. You know, I went on a Jewel binge this past week. It's so weird that you bring that up. I expect that of you. I know. I was like looking up. Do you remember when she did that pop album? Yeah, Intuition. Yeah. 0304 or whatever. (laughs) What a weird like thing. And it was like, I still don't know if it was supposed to be ironic. It was very confusing. And that's what I was looking at. And she's getting, she's been getting that razor money for 15 years. Right. Like apparently, and I, this is such an off topic thing, but. Is it? It's worth it. Jewel's probably going to show up in the next week of the show anyway. (laughs) Jewel's, Jewel, but Jewel had written that song, Intuition, 
before the Intuition Rays are commercial. Oh. But then her whole like interview or press or whatever, she was like going on the record to say that it was like sort of making fun of pop and the music video makes fun of like the pop music. It's a tropes. little self self-referential. Right. But... And so people were mad because they're like, well, you're making fun of selling out in pop music, but then you're in, this is an intuition razor. Chick coins filling up her car in Alaska. Where she's <laughs> sleeping or whatever. <laughs> and then it also is like a weird, you know, she, around that time she was doing the duet with Jessica Simpson live. <laughs> If you won't save your own Jessica Simpson really has so many uh, iconic live duets. I know. I love a Jessica Simpson Little live drummer moment. boy featuring <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> Two voices were, especially for people who are related, two voices have never clashed so aggressively. <laughs> They're so aggressive, Michael. Like, that clip of them singing Little Drummer Boy, Ashley and Jessica, for a Christmas special. I mean, Nick and Jessica did so many things that were shocking. I mean, they got In such so a many, short time. In such a short time. They were so famous and so... They would book them for anything. They had literally like a live sketch comedy show. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? She was the new Cher. He was the new Sonny. <laughs> I know. It was so bizarre. And I don't think they liked each other throughout throughout any of that. No. Like, especially towards the end when they were doing like the variety hour on ABC. It was like, they hate each other. Yeah. There was also a Jessica Simpson pilot online. Like, did you ever see it? Mm, it was supposed to be for ABC. I think I remember this. I remember Nick Lachey shot a pilot for like CBS like 10 what? years ago or something. It was a sitcom pilot. And I remember getting my hands on the script and reading it. <laughs> and it was absolutely fine. But like, he had a moment of like, maybe he was going to be big alone. I stand that song, What's Left of Me. Oh, like, I, love I that still song. listen to it like a lot. I think it's one of the greatest ballads of our time. <laughs> it's a good breakup ballad. Yeah, he true. came out, he had better breakup music than she did. Yeah, she had that one i belong, I belong to, to me. me yeah which was like a bonus track and they're like oh i guess we should put this in the album do you remember when she cried in that live performance right after the break was it like when she was wearing those mom jeans at the <laughs> iowa state <laughs> fair or whatever no, but i oh. live for that moment and it's so funny like that whole do you remember that whole thing where it was like they all the magazines were like jessica's gained weight and then they had that one photo the, of her with uh, her arms out and, and the it was like jeans. the below angle <laughs> okay like, actually this this brings us back to whatever topic we're on because speaking of mid-2000s starlet pop music we went through a binge this weekend of listening to confessions of a broken heart daughter to mm. father which is a legendary song by Lindsay lohan very legendary <laughs> and also i know you've mentioned this in the podcast before i remember in our youthful days of going out yeah they'd play a dance remix of daughter to father <laughs> and we'd be dancing up and down with our vodka sodas screaming the lyrics of this song about like a broken family and I domestic know. violence nine years ago we were at a gay dance club just listening to confessions dance remix <laughs> and Lindsay directed that music video and it's all about, it's a good video it's about domestic abuse but like we would like the gays would be at the club we <laughs> Just oh, be, screaming our little faces we off. We would just be dancing. She came out with some good music. That she Edge did. of Seventeen cover was good. Rumors is, of course, Rumors amazing. is, like, I, I always feel like Confessions of a Broken Heart doesn't get its due because it was a ballad, mm. whereas Rumors is, like, kind of a bop that you can listen to with people. Right. Right. But I have no problem singing along to a depressing ballad in front of my friends. No, a domestic abuse ballad. Like, I'm here for it. And that it. dance remix really hits the spot. It was, you know, told an interesting story. Told her story. And also that song, what was the Freaky Friday soundtrack? Had some good ones, too. <laughs> you know what? I, no joke, was reading an article about this this morning, and now I forget what the song was called. Ultimate? Was yes, that, it? that is yes. it. 
You're it. You're the, she had a terrible singing voice in that. So FYI, it's like a, what is it, a Tuesday morning, I'm supposed to be working, and instead I'm reading TMZ articles about <laughs> Lynette Scavo, listicles <laughs> about the best made-up movie songs. Living the dream, Michael. <laughs> now let's get back to this episode. You know some people that worked on it? I did. I know some people who were sort of connected to the production. Tell me about it. Well, what I can say definitely is that they don't have really any clue what was going on any better than we do. Right. No one knew what was happening. Like... This show is truly stunning. In its I had heard function. from behind the scenes that it was edited differently. And now like they had edited it one way. And then there had been some requests possibly from the star of the show that it needed to be edited another I think you can way. see in the editing, there's just weird push and pull. I mean, look, the amount of times they say on the show, it's not a competition. And then immediately do something where it's clearly a competition. Like, there's no cohesion to this. It's so disjointed. It's so clear that they sort of got all this footage and they were like, are we making a Vanderpump Rules? Are we making, like, just a docu-series about these kids? Is this, like, it started out as Lindsay's comeback and then just turns into an expose on what a fucking mess she is? Right. She's clearly a mess. She, I mean, anything is that. I, I have no knowledge of any substances she may or not be using, whatever. But Nothing you, to- she says but you makes did a- tell me before we started recording that you knew knowledge of her. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, we won't get into that. However, just the thing she's saying, this has nothing to do with drinking or drugs or anything. I literally don't know what this bitch is talking about. Right. A lot of the wording and the everything she's saying is That confusing. Barney interlude last night was insane. I know. That Barney interlude was ridiculous. Who cleared that? Right. Right. It's very confusing. Uh, you know, last week on the show was that Nico Tortorello episode, which was also very bizarre and it was like why is he suddenly it was the very star of the strange show? but he was so clearly engaged with the show and doing what i think like, Lindsay should be doing right i wondered the, the producers like set that up because they were like we need someone who's gonna run like i i felt like that was storyboarded like all of last week's episode was like storyboarded or something and then Lindsay's like i'm not gonna do it so they're like well nico you're have a contract you have a contract with them i mean she's barely on the show if i don't think she was even in this week's episode aside from the confessionals and the barney and the, and the Barney and that weird scene with her and Panos where they weren't mic'd or something and they mm-hmm. were like talking about their strategy and I don't think their lips matched what was subtitled. Right, right. It was very confusing. I it ca- felt like they had to make a scene up. That was when they were like, oh, we're only going to keep four people, which that whole thing was weird. I mean, that happened later in the episode, but like Panos came to the house and he was leaving the house and it felt like ADR to me. It did. Like he was leaving, his back was to the camera and he's like, there's only going to be four of you. That's what I mean. I think there is like a... And then they, but I didn't understand the reaction shot. How did they get the reaction shots out of them? Maybe he did say it and it wasn't like it, the mic didn't pick it up or something. Maybe. But yeah, it was like he's leaving. Oh, now suddenly he probably said, like, hey people. guys, May is still here. And they were like, what? <laughs> and they just got a bunch of reaction shots to that. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like, why four? And then also, I wish they would have set up at the beginning, like, we're only going to be here for th- four weeks or whatever it is. Cause we're on day 26. But or- we were on day 26, but then Sarah was like, Oh, I've I've been relationship Sarah for two weeks, and I was getting you get together. Like I'm so confused as to what's going on and what day it is and what's happening. You know, Nico made them all say they're high and low. You know, and basically everyone's low was like Brent was born. What was what's your high and low from the show so far? Like my rose and my what's your rose and your thorn? Um, my thorn is Brent. Brent is yours. I find him actually like when he called his mom and was complaining about Sarah. He crossed the line. He's not just like a loser. It was like upsetting. Like it was like date rapist culture. Right. Calling her a whore and that she's a two, and it was really disgusting. Yeah. And I hope he sees. I mean, it was funny how his mom was like, "Move on, you're an idiot." 
But he was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, you know, at the beginning, I thought he was going to be, like, a good, fun villain. And I don't think he's, like, a villain I even want to watch. He's, like, like, a depressing uh, villain. He's a depressing villain. He's, like, it's so try-hard. It's, like, past the point of... Do you remember on The Hills, like, when Spencer was, like, the villain? You know, that he was the villain of the show. And it, you could kind of almost see him playing into mm-hmm. that role. I mean, you could definitely he see him. At it. He was better at it. But it, it never... Maybe at some points across the line. I don't know. But this Brent just feels like his whole villainness has crossed the line. And I'm going back and forth on whether he's aware of what, like, whether he's consciously going, I'm playing a part. Oh, I think he knows that. But he, but it's blur. The line's being blurry. It's blurry. Because his behavior, I do have this theory, though, that he's like, he wants you to think he's like the coolest guy in the room. He's actually a complete loser. And I feel like he went on a Reddit thread and was like, what do cool guys do? They get sleeve tattoos. They do their hair like this. (laughs) They shave their legs, which is so creepy to me, as far as I can tell. Oh, does he? I didn't even notice His legs are really shiny and smooth, which I find incredibly eerie. Wow. Heard it here first. They're just, that's terrifying to me. He like says, keep it 100 a lot. All this shit about like the waitress slayer. And it's just like... It's like somebody just handed him a bunch of terms, and he was like, all right, well, I'm going to say these things a lot. Yeah, and it's very upsetting. I was happy that May got out of the relationship and was like— You mean Sarah? Sarah. (laughs) See? Whatever the fuck their name is. They do look very similar. They look very similar. And Sarah got out of this relationship, and she was hooking up with the other guy, Billy. And I liked that. But from a storyline standpoint, it's confusing because it's like we're on day 26 and they're trying to make it seem like they had this big love affair. And it's like, in reality, if somebody had been dating someone for two weeks, who cares? I w- it wouldn't be a big deal if they broke up and she hooked up with someone also, else. Also, I have to say, Billy somehow, like, he was a better alternative to Brent. And then he opened his mouth and I was like, oh, actually, you're awful too. Like, he's like, oh my God, she's free now. I'm going to pounce. I was like, leave this girl alone. I know. You're all trash. I did like when Mike said this week, like, have I been on that? No, I'm broke and I'm trash. I was like, me too. <laughs> you were saying it was like sh- such a sharp left turn last week when Mike was like, you know, I'm a prostitute. Or well, he, he literally like, I mean, I swear to God, another show would have made an entire season out of this. This was one scene. Mike just goes, I was blackmailed into prostitution. Right. It was so quick. It was like, what the fuck? I know. It was sh- stunning. No one really explained it. He kind of explained it on air, and then... No one even really asked questions about it. Like, you would think if if somebody told me that... Like, I interviewed Mike. If he would have brought yeah. that up... And he was a good interview, it sounded like. <laughs> if he would have brought that up, I would have been like, slow down. Like, let's go back into We're gonna the, do tell me the whole on story. And they just... Paul Barber Walters. I know. And they just go right fucking past it. Yeah, it was nothing. It was just like... Was he telling Nico about that? I can't even remember now. Yeah, he was telling... He, like, opened up to Nico, but Nico just sort of stood there blank-faced. He was like, I, too, am bisexual or whatever. I will say... <laughs> you okay. <have> nice ears. <laughs> Wendy. I love that. You got cute ears. Um, I will say... One thing the show has done positively... This can be my rose, because it's about all I got, besides the fact that I laugh every week... Is I was I'm definitely someone who at the beginning of the season was going oh Mike's gay he's just like saying he's bisexual it's just a, whatever me too and me I think too. it has made me l- take that a little more seriously it's not fair if somebody says that if that's somebody's identity like that's the one useful thing out of the show I'm actually giving him a lot more credence on that and being like that's how he identifies me too it's not my job to say whether I think he's secretly gay or whatever it's that's his identity you know I I find him the most likable out of the cast I do like too. he's got. He seems to have, like, a good reality TV. He's assertive enough. Yes. And he'll get into shit, but he's also not, like, 
so unhinged that what he's doing doesn't make sense. Right. He's not too over the top, but he's interesting enough TV. Like the rest of them, it's like they either fall into that super boring or the Brent craziness. Yes. I mean, I'll stand anyone who just says I was blackmailed into prostitution and then moves on. That's like Nicole Scherzinger <laughs> saying, you took my money and I think that you could kill somebody and then just moving on that's to a, a regular true. breakup song. You're right. You're right. I mean, that's exactly like why Mike needs to be on another season. Yeah, I stand. I'm worried about Brent going on the challenge. Like I know some of oh, these people, definitely. he's going to be on the challenge and I then I'm going to have to watch him because I like the challenge. I'm going to have to watch him for years on that show and he's i don't want awful to. he's awful what do you make of panos's blouses <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm generally enjoy them i think i said something to my boyfriend the other night panos was wearing this sort of like i don't know if it was a robe but it was sort of it had a a pattern there was like some teal and some pink that was, was like the blouse i was talking about yeah well i was like wow i'd wear that at coachella and my boyfriend hit me so mm, yep. i'll probably be wearing it at coachella <laughs> Okay, so we got to talk about this week, the VIP client that came. It was Enrique. He's a fashion gay. Now, Panos, he assigned Alex, Mike, and Aristotle to this. And Mike said on this show, and it seems like Panos is like very homophobic. Is that homophobic? It's not or homophobic, is that, but it what's is. What's the word? There's something about it that feels a little like at least narrow minded or like like why are we assigning why do the gay people have to go with the gay? It VIP was so forced. Client? He goes, the guest is Enrique. He's gay. So Mike and Alex and Aristotle also poor Aristotle getting like not poor. You know what I mean? Like, well, we're just assuming you're gay too. <laughs> Where's the HR department? Uh, there's no HR department in the show. I'll but, tell you that much. You know, again, another week though where they introduce these VIP clients. Nothing and we, happened. We think it's going to be the whole episode, and then it's like one quick half little. They scene. introduce these VIP clients, and then like halfway through the inner, I was unclear on the timeline per usual with this show. <laughs> then they're like, "Okay, we're sending everybody on a yacht." Were those VIP clients just sitting there? Was Did it a they different just day? Go? Was it a different day? No one knows. Did all these men put on blazers and go on this fake yacht, and then they just left this gay Enrique sitting there? <laughs> Poor Enrique. <laughs> also, like, I'm sorry if I. I'm not somebody who often books like VIP tables or rooms or whatever because I'm broke and I'm trash. But if I did, I don't think I would just want to go and hang out with the employees. Like, yeah. what is it? Why is this the expectation that like you're assigned to entertain these people and like hang out with them? I don't want to hang out with the employees. I want to hang out with my friends. And that's, yes, exactly. Like, if you show up to a VIP cl- a table, like if you rent out a table at the Abbey or whatever, it's like you don't need. I'm not going to meet a waiter. Yeah. I mean, maybe I am, well, but like. <laughs> That doesn't. That's not the explicit goal. They also didn't have diet tonic, and I thought, like, what is this resort that doesn't have diet tonic? Like, what else must they not have? And then I was like, wow, what a good idea to mix a little bit of regular tonic with club soda. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And then like- who was that? Gabby. She's like, okay, so I'm gonna bring over some ice and some tonic water <laughs> and some club soda. And it was like she had just worked out the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> She's like, did you all this is me going all over the place did you please. catch that one shot where they're on that fake yacht and it's like a shot from behind and gabby's shaking her ass and it was supposed to be kind of a twerking shot but they had to blur out her vagina underneath no. her swimsuit no i rewound because i was a scandal they had to blur out her vagina maybe when ponis was leaving the house they just showed that footage and everyone was like <gasps> and that was what they got the reaction shots from i just imagine the producers are like in the house all the time like showing them random footage oh, to get rea- reaction shots they're they probably like, previewed the felicity huffman story like we don't know what this show's gonna be so we just need a bunch of different kind of reaction Honestly. shots what a fucking mess. It's a disaster. I love it. So there also, did you notice Brent had pink eye in his confessional? I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's something I had to rewind a bunch of times, but one of his eyes, he had pink eye or some sort of eye disease. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And also, I, he keeps talking about like, oh, everything I gave Sarah. I was going to be like, what did you give her? A fucking STD? Like, yeah, that pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pink eye. She was like moving out of the room. Like, this is all so weird that it's so ridiculous that she's in the room and I don't know. 
Also, shouldn't Lindsay, when they went on that yacht, shouldn't she have been on the yacht? Well, um, I guess she knew there were cameras. I mean, maybe she didn't know there's cameras there, because that feels like a large problem with the whole show. But <laughs> what was the point of sending them all on a yacht? Also, like, they keep saying, you all need to learn to work together. Okay, we're only keeping four of you. Like, it's so, how was that fostering a collaborative work environment? You know, it's starting to get extra exhausting to me. It's like, exhausting. It's, it's kind like, of crossed the line. I feel like it's so it's so fun for five episodes to do this kind of, like, what the fuck is this show? But now on episode 10, I'm like, okay... I still don't know what their job is. It's unclear if it's a competition show. It's clear they don't know what the job is. They don't know what it is. It's like, don't show me a show that is this confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is, I'm not watching Twin Peaks. (laughs) No, but I feel, honestly, this is like Lynchian and it's bizarre construction. Anything can happen. And so they're on the yacht and Janita, she is, she cheers like a bunch of times. She she took her drink. She kept cheering. When she spelled Y-O-T. Right, we're gonna, right. She spelled yacht Y-O-T, which which I don't think was purposeful. I'm wondering if that was just a lyric that we're too old to understand. It might be, and people will correct me. But I truly believe that she just did not spell. I would agree with that. She said Y-O-T. And she kept cheersing. She said, cheers to us sticking around and being classy. And I thought, you literally punched a girl two weeks ago. like (laughs) Or three months ago. Or whatever. It's like, what do you mean? She kept saying, we're classy. And she did it. She said it like a bunch of times. I'm like, it's not, you're not classy. I had a weird, I've been pretty neutral on her, except for the punching thing was kind of like, I think she should have gone home, but it was also good TV. And it was like pretty straightforward reality TV, which was rare for the show. But she was driving me up the wall last night. It was like, I got single Sarah back. I was like, you never knew single Sarah. Right. I know. It, we've been here for two weeks. It's, and she's been relationship Sarah. We're on, it's day 26 on this YOT. Sarah also, this is a thing. Sarah's as boring as May. She just got hit, tethered to this relationship. And she I has she nothing did, else besides that. I agree. But don't you think she did that for, like, don't oh, you I think, think so. she was at least smart enough to yes. be like, I need to hitch my wagon to someone? Completely. And I feel like she got to that island and was like, he's the most interesting. And she probably thought, like we thought as the viewer, like he's going to be a good villain. And mm-hmm. so it'll I'm the Heidi or extend whatever. my time. Are you excited for The Hills? Oh, completely. We used to watch that when it was on, like, I'm years ago. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for Misha. Me too. Who kicked me out of her room at Chateau Marmont once. What? So okay, You worked on that Misha Barton I worked show. on a show called The Beautiful Life, colon, TBL, which the CW made us add at the last minute, the TBL. I was, like, an assistant on it. And... So it was The Beautiful Life, colon, Colon, TBL. TBL which like, is, it's, like... It's repetitive. Yes, yeah. it, it makes no sense. We should have just called it TBL. It was, like, the height of Gossip Girl, and I think they were just like, ooh, kids like abbreviations. Um, and I worked on that show. I never met Misha, but by all accounts, she was absolutely professional on set, showed up, got her shit done. Um, totally cool. No issue. Like two years later, I get dragged to some party at Chateau Marmont. I'm like making out with someone on a couch and someone taps me on the shoulder and I like turn around. She's like, you gotta go. This is my room. And I turn around. It's Misha Barton. What? And I was like, excuse me. And then like, I'm leaving. I'm like, we're screaming. And I was like, I booked a flight for your dog once. And I like, screamed that in her face <laughs> as she shut the door on me. <laughs> what? So my queen is back on TV. I wish I wish that was going to be on the episodes. Honestly, maybe it will be. You know, I hear... It's going to be on Lohan Beach Club next week. <laughs> I hear good things about the show, like from people working on it and stuff. I think it's going to be good. So have I heard this correctly? They're not doing a voiceover as we know. They might do confessionals. They're doing confessionals. It's the same production company as Vanderpump Rules. Interesting. And so I think it's going to be an hour versus a half an hour. Okay. But I think it's going to be confessionals. Did you see that interview with... I think it was Vanity Fair. Where they asked Heidi about the diversity on oh the show. Oh my god, I just saw the clip. Uh, they Audrina asked, has darker hair. They ask her about diversity, and she says, well, you know, some of the girls, Audrina has darker hair, Misha has, like, a different color hair. <laughs> it's one like, of the, I will say, not, so that, cringy. not that they shouldn't be aiming for diversity, this is also, like, picking up the scraps of a show from 12 years ago or whatever. Yeah. So, like, they were all white people, 
Although I guess that's probably why Frankie Delgado is allegedly in the cast. They're like, oh, <laughs> diversity. Frankie like never brought anything to the show. No. And what's he going to do without Brody? <laughs> there were rumors that one of the the That's So Raven kids, was, what? what was his name? I can't think of his name. He was going to be on it. And then it never, I don't think it came true. It was like, but Tommy Lee's son is going to be on it. I'm real curious about where this goes. Oh, I can't wait. But also it's shocking that some of the most bland people to ever be on TV are coming back to TV. Like they like, built a show around the C character. The C, like, Audrina. You know how Holly Montag's gonna walk in. <laughs> Holly was the blandest. <laughs> yeah, she, like everyone got a sister in like season four of that show. Yeah. I read an interview with Lo. She was like talking as if she was above the show. And I'm like, Lo, just like, you know, get back on there. They like don't get along now, right? <laughs> Who Lo? Her and Lauren? Is that like a thing? No, I think they get along. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. I thought Lo was like out of all of this. You know, I get upset. Lauren's gonna get so much like free publicity when the show know. comes back. And it's like, Fuck you. <laughs> I don't fault her for not doing it because her life has moved on. She's a mom and she has a business. And she's rich as fuck. But I'd love a cameo. Just right. a, just a, kind of a respectful nod to the Agree. thing that made you what you are. Agree. Like, just show up for a scene or two. Like, I don't need you to be a main cast member, but I don't want to see... I don't want it to feel like you think you're above it. I want that one moment between her and Heidi. Just... One Heidi. Uh, like, oh. like Jill and Bethany at Bobby's funeral. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Lauren. Elsie <laughs> at the season finale of the reboot. Hi. <laughs> but like, I just want that one moment. It's so... We've wanted it for so long. It would be so satisfying. She doesn't owe anyone anything. And I don't think she's under any obligation to make a fool of herself on TV. But in all honesty, she seldom did. Yeah. she. Ha- I mean, you could make fun of things she did on the show, but she handled herself pretty she well. She was always so basic. And in, in a, it, it was always shocking to me that she was compelling for me to watch. To like, become was, the center of a show, She too. was the center of a show, and she was the least interesting human being. Speaking of dull sisters, remember when her sister was Laguna Beach, like <laughs> right. season three or whatever? Uh, that, was a, that was a tough time <sighs> in American history. Woof. But... Yeah, Lauren, it was never very interesting to me, but I was still so always compelled to watch her. Like, I loved watching her. I mean, that show was truly iconic. It was such a different time in reality TV, though. I've rewatched it recently. And Does like, it hold? Yeah, it, like, it, it's totally a different sh- kind of show. It's not like a Bravo show mm-hmm. or, or an MTV show. Like, it's slow-paced. Or what we know now is an MTV show, yeah. which is the slow hand shit. Which is both slow and fast. It, like, times a flat circle on this show. I know. So it'll be interesting to see how they edit it. But if it's the Vanderpump Rules people, I imagine it's going to be similar to that. I'm kind of wondering what the the connective tissue is going to be, because they are just, like, adults with their own lives now. So, like, how much force, like, oh, I'm meeting up with Stephanie Pratt to talk, is what we're going to get. Did you hear the interview with Stephanie Pratt and... Kelly Catron, my queen. I didn't know. I didn't listen to it. Michael, you have... So Stephanie Hat, or what's her name? Pratt. <laughs> she has a podcast, and she interviewed Kelly Catron, and I swear, it's one of the most thrilling, like, Kelly Catron 25 needs minutes. To be back. Like, oh, it is so good. Like, Stephanie confronts her on the episode about, like, uh, how Kelly Catron, you know, told her that she would never be in the fashion industry or whatever, like some of the things she said on the Hills. And Kelly Catron's like, well, I was hired to be on this TV show. Like, that was my role And she was show. also probably the one person who was actually talking not nonsense. Right, like, right. none of you are doing anything. Of course you're not going to be in the fashion industry. It is. You have to go listen to it. It is so thrilling. Like, I swear, if, you've, if anyone who's watched The Hills has to listen Speaking to Speaking of exposés, did you see the thing about how Whitney Port never went to Paris? Yeah, she never went to Paris. I was, was shook. She never went to Paris. That whole thing was... She re- went to the airport with an empty suitcase, filmed some scenes, and then turned around and went back home to the Palazzo or whatever. We were so bamboozled by that whole show. Yeah, we really were. I mean, but what a thrill. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y dot com slash everything iconic look the weather's getting warmer you got to ditch the jackets the sweaters and you got to put on some shorts and tees and if you're anything like me you hate getting all the new stuff but luckily i've found quince and quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes i used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season that was until i found out about quince now i've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that i'll be wearing year after year quince has all of the seasonal must-haves like 100% european linen shirts from $30 performance polos those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 65 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listing, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. But now it's funny because that show was going on and it started these conversations. And now we're like, what's up with the editing of Lohan Beach House? We noticed this doesn't make sense. Like it changed the way we talk about 
the construction of these shows. Yes. And I like the evolution of it. Like even on Lohan Beach Club, we saw the producer and I was thinking I would like if if the show goes on to a season two, it's like I would like the producers to be on just like they like are Teen on Mom. Teen Mom. Because it is so confusing. It would be more interest the show would be more interesting overall if it was like a, almost a deconstruction of a reality show like Vanderpump Rules or whatever they're like trying unreal to do. As a show, actually. Right. Like I feel like that would be interesting because we almost need someone, we like a narrator or something to be like, what's Dude, like happening? feed us something. I love whoever was on your show a couple of weeks ago and said they wanted the ex on the beach narrator to do Jonna, this show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was so smart. It would, that's what we need. Cause like, honestly, I'm a fairly savvy television viewer. I need somebody to tell me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like also they introduced a thread this week. All of a sudden Panos is like, yeah, Alex is really boring. Yeah. We never thought Alex was boring. And until then like now. the redemption of that arc was like him letting Sarah kiss him. Yeah. And like, oh, he's not and boring then everyone anymore. Everyone was like, oh, he's not boring anymore. And then like, he like what? made fun of her fillers. For me, he wasn't boring the second he made fun of me. No, I never thought of him as boring. He goes to my gym and he is. Oh, is he pretty? An exceptionally good looking man. Oh, interesting. You know, I just never thought of, I never really thought of him as like thrilling, but I never thought of him as boring. No. And it was like, everyone seemed very pleased. All of a sudden it's like, I don't understand the rubric they're being graded on. It's like, don't cause drama, but don't be boring. Right. Like, be the most out... Like, what What are they doing? <laughs> Did you catch in one of those few Lindsay scenes when they were on the beach when she was making fun of the guy who got a bad tan? No. <laughs> There's, they were showing a guy who was blurred. See, so much happens. It, it was blurred, but he, like, had redness or Oh, whatever. I kind of remember this. And she's like, he needs... Uh, you know, Guys, whatever. I mean, I watch these episodes twice... And I, I miss threads. You miss everything. But when she was saying that he needed aloe, she literally looked like a fucking cherry. Like, she needed the aloe. I was like... <laughs> I do remember that shot of her. <laughs> it's like, she's That was so the rad. only scene she was, like, on the beach. Yeah. For the was, whole episode. She's like, he needs aloe. She's like, ugh. <laughs> also, I know you always talk about how you're unclear on the geography of the beach club. I was as unclear on that YOT. That yacht made no sense. Where were people? There were, like, seven different ends to it. It was maybe ten feet long. I don't think it was a yacht. I think they just told them it was a yacht, so they'd be excited. Well, And then they were in that bedroom for a minute, which was, like, an episode of Below Deck. <laughs> it was, like, they all of a sudden, Janita and Brent were in the... Which they... Uh, P.S. I've said this before, but they call him sometimes Brent, Brent. and sometimes Brent. Like, I don't think everyone's clear on what his name is. Are they just not clear, or are they, like, Well, also, to be fair, us? everyone like, says, like... Janita, Janetta, uh-huh. like people who live with her. I mean, one time Mike called her Shaniqua Shin- and they blew right past that. And they blew right past. That. I was like, I think this was maybe racist. <laughs> and like, like no I couldn't tell. Ra- was it an inside joke? Because it's kind of a weird inside joke for a white man to make to a black woman. And they subtitled it. So it was yeah, like, so we noticed it. It was something that they pointed out. Otherwise, they would have just happening. not. Right. It was like a, a fight over the dishes. Or something. Yeah, it was when he was yelling. They were yelling about the dishes. And he's just like, okay, Shaniqua. And then he walks off. Right. Somebody subtitled it. They took the time. Did he get punched? No. No. Um, um, Let me look at my notes. Okay, I wrote Kyle's the hottest. I love him. I forgot May's still there. (laughs) (laughs) Then, yeah, so Billy and May make out. Alex calls Brent the May of the group now because they don't like his energy. I don't know. There's a lot. We already talked about all of this stuff. Yeah, Yeah, the four people left. Oh, I do want to talk about this. This I do have a rip on the four people left. Oh, tell me. First. Tell me. Okay, so Panos all of a sudden announces, like, Lindsay and I decided we're taking four people with us. And I was really unclear, like, is that supposed to be a good thing or a bad thing? Because theoretically, these people are allowed to go home at the end of this thing. 
Are they just kidnapping four people now? Where are they taking them? <laughs> where are they? You're right. Where are they taking Are them? they being paid for the show? What is going on? No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, are we just jumping into filming of the next season? Are they joining that Syrian family? And Wherever then, she put them? And then even in Lindsay's confessional, she said she didn't even seem clear of, like, where they'd go. She's like, I mean, maybe they'll go to this resort. Maybe, maybe it happens. Maybe happens. She does look good in that confessional with the fuchsia dress with the bow. Right. Was that when she did the Barney? I think she might have had that on. I can't remember if that was that. The silver one is really throwing me. Occasionally, she does look good. Like, but she—it's half the time. It's fifty percent of the time she looks like very put together, very sober, very clean. And <laughs> so, but. I did hear something that you can edit this out if we decide it's too much. No, um, I'm not editing this. Okay, episode. well, it's fine. They don't edit their Apparently, episodes. Apparently, <laughs> she kept getting upset with whoever's supposed to do her makeup. And so half the time her makeup was not done by her. Like it was done by her. So you can sort of tell the times where like she's shellacked and it's not, it probably looks fine in person, but it's not stage or screen makeup. So the lighting is blown out. I think Mm. to try to like counteract whatever makeup she slapped on her face. Like fucking Dorinda and Cartagena. Yeah. Like when she looked like the Joker, (laughs) I was dying. We can't even go into that too much. Take a heroin addict to my house. I'd sit on my couch and I'd say, what What the the fuck is is going on? My favorite Dorinda clip. That was truly, honestly, that was more iconic than the show. I would love to see Lindsay lean into that messiness. It's like, they're trying to make her too polished, or she's trying to make herself seem too polished. And in the process seems less polished. And it just seems, you're right, less polished and also so uninteresting and i do think she she thinks she's lisa vanderpump in a way that works for lisa vanderpump because she's sort of this established she's in her 60s i think maybe 50s don't yell at me if i'm wrong about that but she's you know an older woman who has grown children and has built a business and sort of has that very like grand damn feel to her and it's like Lindsay's trying to take on that persona 30 years early with no gravitas behind it Mm -hmm. and no experience exactly this is her first foray into club like i don't ownership. believe that she knows how to run a business i fully believe anything else and is i don't think that like, she is running any of these businesses no, exactly. i think other people are doing so she's it play acting whereas i fully believe lisa vanderpump is like right she's like got her elbows in there like working she's in the trenches when she's opening a restaurant i don't know she's what she's in doing those with her trenches elbows, but yeah she is in there i mean she's she's up in tom tom the owners aren't but she is i know i know so this was episode 10. Michael. Something happened. They went on a they went on a YOT. They went on a YOT. Brent and Sarah broke up, but they'll probably get back together next Brent week. Brent was like kind of threatening suicide on camera, which was incredibly dark, and then like said he'd be fine and then kept calling Sarah a whore and it was really uncomfortable and I don't like him. I don't like him at all, but I did write in my notes, do I need to buy jean shorts cuz he was wearing jean shorts oh, and I, have I was jean like shorts. are they like in? I don't know. I would say jean shorts with like a nice like frayed edge. If yeah. they're tight and you have but good thighs, good luck. Where do you buy them? Probably ASOS. ASOS. Maybe my guess. Okay. That's where I buy everything. Or Top Man. I need to look into this for the summertime because I saw them and I was like, wait, are we wearing those now? Like, I can't keep up oh, with Oh, I think the they're definitely trends. back. I think if they have like a carpenter hook on them, send mm. them back. But I think a good like a carpenter hook. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, they would just make jean, like Bugle Boy jean shorts that had the fucking hammer hook on them. <laughs> you know, I'm having a flashback right now to when I was in like high school. I had those pants that. They were the zip offs. The zip offs. So it was like they were pants and shorts. And I thought, like, oh my God, I'm like so cool. Like, I want them so bad. Did you ever like unzip your pants and just let the short part fall and then pick them up and go about your day? Oh my God, 100% in school. I was like, so, thought it was so cool. I was like, you know what? I'm turning these into shorts now. And they well, were just had those you big ass cargo pockets. Those are back too. <laughs> I would love it if those were back. I like a They're very utilitarian. They're, they're like the Leanne Lock and Infinity dress. Mm-hmm. It's just like a hundred different Those are a product line. 
you know, maybe hundred different ways to wear these pants. <laughs> they were so odd. That zipper was just like so tragic. Mine were all from Abercrombie, I think. Have you watched that Pen15 show yet? No, I'm dying to watch uh, it. You have to watch it. It looks so good. But I'm just, there's too much TV and obviously I'm spending, I'm rotting my brain on this horse shit. You have to watch it. You would love it. It's like so of that era. Like if I, I was writing my own Pen15 show, it would be like a lot of zip off jean or zip off khakis. Plus like Wendy Williams and Felicity Huffman. Oh, no. But watching that show, now I ask everyone, what was your AIM screen name? Oh my god, this is really embarrassing, just because it's so stupid. It was Shifty-Eyed Dog, but dog was with two Gs, because there was an episode of a Simpsons where there was a dog shifting, and Homer said something like, like that Shifty-Eyed Dog, or I don't know, it was like 8th grade. It's That's truly the most humiliating <laughs> thing I've ever said in public, and I'm pretty sure I've told stories about shitting my pants what and was the sh- Wait, when did you shit your pants? <laughs> um, Do I know this story? I no. When did i'll tell the story i was at this this was literally like two years ago <laughs> sometimes people write me and they're like stop talking about poop and i'm like oh no there's no you don't <laughs> not talk about poop i had done acid and i was like fine acid run away whatever we were outside having a dance party i was like you know you know hi camping with a bunch of friends and i go to the bathroom and i'm like peeing before bed and all of a sudden i was like oops i shit my pants oh my god michael that literally is- took off my pants and underwear Got in the shower, threw those thing items in a garbage bag, tossed them in the dumpster behind the house, put on different underwear, and went to bed. Wow. Shameless. Wow. And, that's and I just we'll told end, that story for broadcast. That's how we'll end it. <laughs> Who else has iconically shit their pants? <laughs> a lot of people. Louis, Louis <laughs> I, never, I never have. Ramona. But Louis Hannah has and Ramona has. They made I left me feel them like, the ultimate gift. I, they made me feel like it's okay. It's definitely So okay. that's how we'll wrap it up. Please don't DM me about the poop stories. People, Unless you like People them. message me. They're like, stop talking about shit. I'm like, well, nope, too late. I don't mean to, but it happens. Any Someone other- on Lohan Beach House is definitely going to shit their pants before yeah. this ends. <laughs> Lindsay, have you <laughs> any other thoughts? Um, I have no other thoughts about this no. show. I'm just, my brain is scrambled. Michael, I love you. Thank you so I love much you for too. stopping for having by. Me. And this was a delight. I want to say, please find me on social media. Where can people find you on social media? Um, Twitter and Instagram. It's Michael Rouse, M-Y-K-L-E-R-A-U-S. I post a lot about Nicole Scherzinger. Yes, which, uh, <laughs> woman of our time. Yes. We love her. Talk about a queen. <laughs> I'm at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, head on over to the Patreon. It's patreon.com com slash everything iconic click the become a patron button for four dollars more per month you get access to all the bonus episodes i just posted one of the pop dives people are asking about those it's Ooh. all about michelle pfeiffer as catwoman oh i'm down i'm gonna it's like I very, need that. it's a very specific pop dive but it was so fun to chat about that and then there's some other ones over there too and more importantly you're just supporting the podcast so thank you all for listening thank you to samson technologies uh that's all i love you guys we'll be back with the roni recap this week I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. 
Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 